0: Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders, with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Barrett, what, you
1: said you have this passage uh, crocheted on a pillow on your <laughs> on your bed, right?
0: <laughs> you are exactly right. And I lay my head down and I try to memorize this every yeah. every week.
1: Therefore God sends them a strong delusion. Yeah, right. Words to live by. You,
0: you know, I mean, I I think sometimes we get like a little a little freaked out by like this man of lawlessness stuff. Mm, and yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I I know you were joking, Will, but there's probably not a lot of pillows crocheted with <laughs> Second Thessalonians uh, two one through twelve on it. Mm. And 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 a lot of this has to do with this man of lawlessness yeah. and you know the end times and yeah. eschatology is yeah. like the big you know theological term. It's, it's sort of like this
1: this spiritual boogeyman who's going right. to show up. And, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And and those type of things can oftentimes lead to fear, mm-hmm. uh, largely. And 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 I don't think that's the point of, of Paul's writing to yeah. the Thessalonians. Like, he's not trying to instill fear in them. In fact, I think he's trying to do the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. I think he's trying no to instill doubt. hope in them and yeah. peace in them.
1: The next passage, the header is stand firm. Stand firm. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Exactly. Courage, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's what he's trying to do, but let's let's look at a couple of things with this man of lawlessness in this passage. Mm-hmm. I, I do think one thing that Paul's trying to do is he's trying to reassure them that the day of the Lord has not happened yet. Yeah, that's um, the
1: point of this it, passage.
0: That's kind of the point. And So in verse 3 it says, Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed. And so it, it, it appears that in the church at Thessalonica – there was this teaching that like the day of the Lord, this this quote, day of the Lord uh-huh. has already come. And so he's kind of writing them and saying, no, the day of the Lord has not come. Yeah, uh, And then he goes into a little detail on this man of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we have a tendency to think of this man of lawlessness and there's like different predictions or whatever about which politician is the man <laughs> of lawlessness, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, which public figurehead. Yeah. Is this man of lawlessness? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and so you you is it Putin or Obama? Yeah, or, or yeah, yeah. Trump or yeah, yeah, you know yeah, exactly. who is this man of lawlessness? Yeah, and I don't I don't think so. If we can do nothing else on ODR today, maybe we can just kind of broaden our view a little bit yeah. on the end times. Um, if because the Bible and uh, particularly passages like this and like the mm-hmm. Book of Revelation, it's not. It's not all talking about something that's going to happen like in this distant future, you know, when the yeah. sun falls out of the sky and the stars fall yeah. out of the sky and all this stuff starts happening. There's a lot of figurative language that's yeah. used. And so this man of lawlessness, it it could very well be that this is kind of like a rebellion of humanity against God. Mm. And so it's not necessarily talking about a single person. Now, I, I'm not claiming to know everything that's going to go down in the end times. There could be a person that kind of encapsulates yeah. you know, this, this rebellion, yeah. but I think it has to do more with like humanity as a whole rebelling against God as opposed yeah. to those who have been sealed in Christ.
1: Yeah, so if you read this passage like in a literal paper Bible, you'll see footnoted probably, um, in our Bibles it's footnoted too, a few passages in Daniel, a passage in Revelation. Right. So, you know, we have some literature sprinkled throughout the Bible that we call apocalyptic right. literature. And when a really, really important tip in just reading apocalyptic literature is it deals heavily in types hmm. and like figureheads. Yep. And so, you know, if you, and that's not to say like, you know, I'm not discrediting the, literalness or, or you know right whatever. sure but it, it's imaginative and and it it's hard to wrap your head around yeah and so you know when you're reading about like the four beasts and in, in right. daniel or like the beast the dragon and the great prostitute in mm-hmm. in revelation and you know we get all these different things these are really more like figureheads right of these moments in in biblical history yeah yeah and so i think we can like a a very valid reading of this is to have the man of lawlessness is really drawing upon Daniel, uh, I think chapter eight and um, really like pinpointing there. And so I think it's, it's safe to like read this man of lawlessness not in like a witch honey way, but more in drawing on that, typology of like apocalyptic old Testament literature.
0: Right. Right. And I think, I mean, I think sometimes we have the tendency to read stuff like this and, you know, we start stockpiling food and, you know, we become like yeah. doomsday preppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I would say like <laughs> in one sense, we're not supposed to be doomsday preppers. I, I I mean, I don't feel like the Lord is calling all of us to stockpile food and water and all that kind of mm. stuff. In another sense, like we are doomsday preppers because like we're preparing for the coming of the Lord, mm. but we do that in our hearts. Yeah. You know, far more so than we do that. We're yeah. trying to be on this witch hunt to look out for the man of lawlessness. Yeah. And when he comes, yeah. I'm coming over to Will Carlisle's house. Cause he's got like 15 shotguns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I mean, sometimes my that's house like, would be a very bad place to come for <laughs> refuge. I know. Yeah. I know. Hey, we're going to have some great like worship music yeah, yeah, yeah. there at the end, yeah. like right before We've we get a lot of killed by the man yeah. of lawless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and to that point, like we're actually called to be the opposite of demons day preppers. You know, the parable of the talents. Right. Actually, the person who takes like all, all the things God has given them and buries them in the ground to like, right. save for later is rebuked and cast out. Mm. We're called to, you know, be, be industrious and, yeah. you know, live in the world.
0: Yeah. And, be salt and light. Yeah, right.
1: exactly. Build tents and live in them. And, and so, yeah, I, I think you're totally. No, I think that's great.
0: And, and we can also take courage and take hope in the fact uh, of what is said in verse eight. And, yeah. and I, I kind of mentioned this a few days ago that this is, Kind of the theme verse of the book of 2 Thessalonians where it says, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. So, Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's this idea that Jesus is going to return and he's going to right all the wrongs in the world. Uh, and he's going to, you know, as is said in the book of revelation, he's going to make all things new. Yeah, absolutely. And so part of that is, is destroying the enemy and, and the curse of sin. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's promised to us in the book of revelation that like Jesus is going to come and he's going to do those things. And it's promised here that he's going to come and he's going to kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing this, this man of lawlessness, you know, whatever we know that it surrounds the enemy, the Satan, yeah. uh evil, the curse of sin. Yeah. And so Jesus is going to destroy this with the breath of his mouth.
1: Yeah. It's that verse 8 points my mind to to Romans 16 um verse 20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Yeah. Like that's in in the New Testament church. That's like a really common thread of encouragement like right facing affliction you're facing persecution right now and it's all kind of coming from this fountainhead of wickedness but god is soon going to crush it under your feet and you'll be glorified with christ
0: well and a lot of this a lot of this sounds very like otherworldly or you know very apocalyptic you know Uh that whole category and we kind of put it in that category as if it's like not practical one thing that i'm coming to see more and more is that one's view of the end times Mm -hmm. very much affects the present and how we live yeah and so i would encourage all of us all of you that are listening like i would encourage us think through these end time things yeah is there kind of like fear that 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 starts to sprout up in your heart when you think on these things it's like i don't want to think about that like scary apocalyptic stuff yeah. I don't think that's what Scripture, and even Paul here in 2 Thessalonians, is telling us to do yeah. when we think on these apocalyptic-type passages. I think that it's meant to instill hope in us mm-hmm. that we are ones, like it says in uh, at the end of this passage, that we are the ones who did not believe what is false, yeah. um, who have not been condemned who did believe the truth. Yeah. And so we can take we can take hope in that and we can live very steady and faithful lives in the Absolutely. midst of a world that, you know, is kind of going to pot that Jesus will one day make right. Absolutely.
1: And you know, to draw from yesterday's reading, this view of eternity gives us this daily mindset that we, you know, we do these resolve for good and and works of faith. Knowing that God will fulfill it by his great power, That's ultimately. Right.
0: That's right. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.